0: it's Tyre Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Tyre Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit tiepower.com.au now.
1: Welcome to the Maccas Run with Sam Hargraves. for Maccas, Juicy Angus Beef and the Lot. Dine in and try the Aussie Angus at Maccas today. If
2: we are going to grow as a game, then the media is integral to that. And open doors are integral to that piece as well. So, I think we've seen, um, and it's been impossible to ignore the F ones. Uh, you know, a month ago, and what drive to survive has done to um, the interest in Formula One, and what they've done is open the doors. They've, they've shown the personalities, the the agony, the ecstasy. Um, so, I think as a code, this is this is the way of the future. This is what we need to. Uh, be more open-minded too, opening um, opening the doors, opening our hearts to the supporters that have kept the game going, whether it be watching or attending, you know, throughout the, you know, the COVID lockdowns of the, the past two seasons. I think as much as anything, it's a way of growing the game, but it's a way of giving back to the fans. We've we've got to open the doors and show everyone what it's like to to be an AFL player, to be an AFL coach, to be within the organization. And I think, you know, it's, it's not always great for players. I understand that. And it can be really difficult. And sometimes it's hard questions to answer because you are opening up the, the personal files of players. But it's also, it's a fascinating piece. It does help you understand the game and how difficult it can be at times. So, um, yeah, I've always had that philosophy that we've got to open the doors more and I'll continue to have that.
0: Ah, that was Paddy Dangerfield speaking to Jerry Waitley earlier today. Good evening. Welcome to the Macca's Run. Earn rewards with every Macca's Run. The My Maccas Rewards has arrived. Order via the MyMaccas app and start earning today. Great to have your company, however you're finding us, wherever you're finding us. I hope you've had a cracking day, however you've been putting it in, wherever you've been putting it in. one three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 736 to have your say on the news of the day. You'll move your Harcourts. The Harcourts open line is exactly that for all things real estate. Speak to Harcourts. All your texts. Looking forward to reading those. On the temper text, temper a mattress like no other. Uh, that was Paddy Dangerfield, which I played uh, on the intro because uh, I couldn't get uh, my mic to turn on, which I can now. Uh, just a little bit of scrambling to start things off, just thinking on your feet. Uh, so that was Paddy Dangerfield earlier on today, speaking to Jared Whateley and discussing the fact that with the next CBA uh, already, well, just about to get into negotiations, between uh, the AFLPA and the AFL, and that will include not just the men's competition but the women's competition. The players are obviously going to need more money to to, to cover um, not just the men's comp but the women's comp. And then so what do they need to give to get more? You want more? You've got to give more. And Paddy Dangerfield, was, I, I loved hearing that. That was incredibly refreshing to hear that. It has been a bugbear, not just... So, as I've always said, this game is made up of a symbiotic relationship between the AFL, who are the, the keepers of the game, Uh, the guardians of the game, the clubs and the players who are the product of what the game is, Uh, and then the major stakeholders in the game, the people that stump up the money, the broadcasters and the fans. Now, it's been long known that it's, it's a bugbear of, of broadcasters and fans alike that they'd love to get more access. You, you might not disagree, but by and large, people often talk about we would love more access, love to know more about what makes the players tick individually, love to get behind the scenes more. And Patty Dangerfield referenced not just the, uh, the, the Amazon documentary, but the Drive to Survive, which has done such great things for Formula One. So if they want more, they need to give more, and that's what Paddy's saying. So I'd love to know from you tonight. Before we get into the news of the day and the major conversation points of the day, what would you like to see? What would you like that you don't have at the moment? What 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 kind of what what more would you like from the players? What extra access would you like? If you had a wish list of something you'd like to implement into footy in terms of player access or or hearing more from players, what would that be? This all comes off the back of John Longmire um, believing that maybe the AFLPA needs to take a stronger stand and not allow vision in the change rooms during games. We've seen a couple of incidents that have been um, not easy to watch at times through the year, whether it be Hayden Crozier with the heart monitor or what happened with Paddy McCartan after that head knock a couple of weeks ago. Um, Paddy Dangerfield have a different view, that more access is needed. The ability for people to be able to see more of the players and the teams and what goes on at Clubland and and behind the door. So if you had your way, what would you like to see that you don't get to see now? For me, and I've spoken to a couple of people today, they would love to have an NBA NFL style free-for-all in the change rooms after the game where you can just wander in with a camera or a microphone and if it's Paddy Dangerfield that misses a goal that could have won the game or kicks the goal that did win the game, straight up to him. How did that feel? What are you thinking? What are you feeling? The immediate response in the aftermath the, the 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 closest thing to the emotion the real emotion and feelings after the game I've had a few people tell me that today the other that I'd like to see the other thing I'd like to see us get rid of is the minimum appearances that that's a that's a standard part of the current CBA that the players are expected to do a minimum amount of appearances each year get rid of that of course you can still say no if it's not convenient but get rid of the well he's done his minimum so he or she has done their minimum, so you can't, you can't speak to them. Even It might be the biggest and most topical story, but we can always fall back on the, well, no, they've done their minimum. can't speak to them. They've done their couple of appearances a year. I'd like that removed, and I'd like to see that loophole because there's some players who we never hear from, and we know who those are. But having that taken away so that we do get to hear from those players, that would be brilliant. The other thing I'd like to see is is for the, for, the, for the clubs and for the PA, take the muzzle off the players. In the words of Madonna, we want the players to express themselves. Well, the words are express yourself, but in this case, express themselves. Let's see their personalities. Let's have them able to be able to share what they're feeling and share what they actually think on a topic without it coming back to bite them on the arse, that it might not be in keeping with the company line, but they get to give us their true point of view on the game and the issues around it. So take the muzzle off, I reckon. Frank Sinatra my way. Sammy Davis Jr. said, I've just got to be me. Let's just let the players be themselves. When Nick Robertson said that he thought that the Suns were soft uh, in the build-up to a Q clash, he got himself in a little bit of trouble for that. But the players all got around him and, 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 and the game secretly loved it because it helped build up that rivalry between the Lions and the Suns, which needs every bit of that it can get. He did get into a bit of trouble and then they got around him and then it was okay and and he understood. But that was great in the build-up and the marketing of the game. Yet there was a view that that he shouldn't have done that. And there's a view held by some that you you shouldn't speak too much or you shouldn't show your personality. The more personality, the better. Do you remember when Cricket Australia got to a point and it was around Sandpaper Gate? But a lot of the the points that came back from fans was that I have no connection to this team. They are so far removed from me. That bubble is so tightly held and so impenetrable that I wouldn't have a clue who these guys are and what they're all about. I don't know them and therefore I have no connection to them. And then so I don't really feel that bond to the Australian cricket team that I once did. You don't want the game getting to that point, do you? So you want to be able to know these guys a little bit more. So we celebrate their opinion. Take the muzzle off them. Don't let what happened to cricket, and they're trying to correct that now, don't let what happened to cricket happen to AFL. one 736 736 The other question that I want to ask you today is May the 4th, and if you're a Star Wars fan, May the 4th, and May the Force be with you. But there is a very easy sport comparison when you look at Star Wars. The Rebel Alliance versus the Empire, the light side of the Force versus the dark side of the Force, Jedis versus Sith, if you know it very well. In your sporting life, who to you has been the dark side? And who has been the light side of the force? So for me, growing up a Hawthorne fan, Essendon were always the dark side. Maybe Billy Duckworth was Darth Vader. That's why Dermot Brereton kissed him. I don't know. But Essendon for me growing up were always the dark side because I was a Hawthorne fan growing up. I always looked at the Lakers and the Celtics back in that era of Magic and Bird that I always felt like the Celtics were the dark side. They were the Empire. The Lakers were the Rebel Alliance. Who in your sporting life was the dark side. Who was your Darth Vader? Who is the dark side? Is there currently one now? Some of the Hawks thought like the Unsociable Hawks. Oh, I remember people thought they were the worst and, and everybody hated them when they were going through that period. Do you remember when the Dogs decided they were going to try and bash everybody? Uh, I think Essendon got on the receiving end of that. They went after James Hurd and everyone thought, oh, that is they're just the worst. They are the dark side. And Essendon themselves played like that for many periods of their successful eras. So who is the dark side, who is the light, or who currently is the dark side and who is the light? That's an easy one for us just to throw up there for a bit of fun today on May the 4th. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 The Harcourt's open line. Your move, your Harcourt. For all things real estate, speak to Harcourts. We're going to get into the news of the day in just a moment. Obviously, big reaction to Lewis Young getting off at the tribunal last night. Before we do that, Paul in East Burwood. Paul, Paddy Dangerfield saying... If we want more, we've got to give more. What would you like to see uh, that we don't get to see now?
3: Well, good evening to you for starters. And we must be the complete opposite because I'm a Celtic fan and a Bomber fan. Anyway.
0: (laughs) Absolutely.
3: (laughs) You've just blown me out of the water. (laughs) What I I would like is more access to the coaches' box when teams aren't travelling well, and the mindset of the coaches on how to rectify something. And I'll give another example. Essendon aren't travelling well at the moment and they stick to the zones. And for the life of me, why don't they flip it around and go to man-to-man for a while or something like that? So I'd like to hear the mindset of the coaches when they're not travelling too well and why they, they keep the game plan, if the game plan's not working or, or whatever.
0: Yeah, so just repeat that. I just lost you for a minute there, Paul. So just quickly, just repeat that one for us if you can.
3: Yeah, so my mindset is why I'd like more access to the coach's box and especially when when teams aren't travelling well. And, um, you know, I'll take Essendon, for example, again. Why they would stick to a zone and knock yeah. out a Yeah,
0: okay. So, Paul, I, I would say that's a different thing because... That CBA that we're talking about with the broadcasters pay the money and then the, the, the players have a revenue share, that doesn't factor in the coaches. The coaches have a different agreement. So right. I, I hear what you're saying, but I, given that the, the coaches are still the only ones not back on full pay, um, I, would, I wouldn't I would be asking them just at the minute to allow us, given how stressful the, things are for them with having to do more with less. I hear what you're saying, though, and I think that would be fascinating. I don't dispute that. In any way, shape, or form, but that is a different CBA, and uh, yeah, probably, and one that's just as important. But that wouldn't be happening just yet. But mate, I, I appreciate the thought that's gone into it, and I thank you for the call, even if you are part of the dark side.
3: Oh, I am the
4: dark <laughs> side. Great
0: <laughs> Good on you, mate. Thank you, Paul. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Scott Edith vale. Good day, Scott. Okay, Sam. How are
4: you, mate? I'm good, thank you. That's good, mate. Just uh, before when you're saying, you know, we need to get the clubs to. Uh stop muting the players with their, you know, discussion, what they're talking about with the media. Mm. Um, I reckon it's more uh, the media that's a the problem there, mate. You know, okay. dogs like Kane Corns that want to rip into someone like Jack Silvani for a bit of simple on-field banter, which I reckon he would have been the king of in his day. Um, yeah, this is still being bought out, what, three, four days later, so... I
3: reckon it's those sort of reactions that are really forcing the players to
0: shut up and, you know, toe the club line. Yeah, I would, yeah, I'd take that on board. I've heard what Kane had to say. I think Kane just felt it was a bit ironic and maybe just a little bit too premature for for somebody from Carlton, who's inside the eight, yes, early stages of the year, we're just over a quarter of the way through, uh, having a crack at North Melbourne for being a rubbish team.
3: Yeah, oh yeah, of course, mate. But you know
0: what it's like—heat of the moment on the field. Oh yeah, absolutely. You, know, you say whatever you can but within yeah, reason, yeah, of course, without being thing. prejudicial, without discriminating, without. Um, yeah, and so I know, I know, I don't need to add that. But for some people, they'll think that I'm condoning anything on the field. I think we know when I say anything, it's within reason. Um, but I understand what you're talking about, Scott, and I thank you for the call. And that, and I'll take that on board. That if we want more from the players, then it is incumbent. Uh, on the media as well to, to make sure that the that, that is a welcoming space and a, sa- and a safe space. But at the same time, there are people like Kane uh, who are paid to give their analysis on the game and they don't keep a job. I've always said that in, in this game, especially for the ex-players that come in, it's it's a bit different from what I do as a play-by-play commentator, but what their name gets them in the door, what they have to say keeps them in the door. So you don't get to have a long career if you're not prepared to put up an opinion and maybe an opinion that some people aren't going to like. So there has to be the right balance with that. one 736 736 Full board of calls. Uh, we're going to come back and take them on the other side of this. Hey, um, we're going to speak to Jim Wilkinson, who's the chairman of, Tasmanian, of the Tasmanian Football Board. So Dwayne asked, um, Dwayne, Asked Larry Kesselman, the owner of the NBL, if by installing the Jack Jumpers with a minimum of fuss and just clicking the, you know, and just jumping straight in with both feet, and seeing their success making the NBL Grand Final Series, whether that success had paved the way now for Tassie to get an AFL team uh, to have myths debunked. So has Larry, through the success of the Jack Jumpers, guaranteed now that Tassie will get an AFL team? I'm going to put that to Jim Wilkinson. Uh, at about six thirty. In the meantime, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. This is the Macca's run.
1: The Macca's run with Sam Hargraves for Macca's juicy Angus beef and the lot. Dine in and try the Aussie Angus at Macca's today.
0: Uh, the My Macca's rewards has arrived. Earn rewards with every Macca's run. Order by the My Macca's app and start earning today. Welcome back to the Macca's run. Uh, Chairman of Tasmanian Football, uh, Jim Wilkinson's going to join me. Uh, at about 6.30 in the meantime, we haven't even got a chance to get to the news of the day, but I've always said this is your show, if you want to call in then please do. I was asking the question after Paddy Danielfield said if the players want more in terms of money at the next CBA, they need to give more in terms of access, so what would you like to see? Also on May the 4th, uh, Star Wars Day, asking in your sporting life, who is the dark side? Who is the light? There's some funny nominations coming through. Melbourne United equals dark side. Jack Jumpers equals the Alliance. That's ironic, given that at every Melbourne United home game, the away team gets introduced using um, the uh, the away team always gets introduced using the audio that I just played before, which just won't play for me now. Oh, this is seamless. Absolutely seamless radio. <laughs> anyway, you get the drift. Uh, Alf is in Elwood in terms of access. Hello, Alf. Hello, Sam. Um,
5: I enjoyed our little discussion a few days ago when a few sparks hit the fan. But that's good stuff. I, I, watch the, I watch the American Football League where they've got a, pro, a, a company that does the historical stuff and they do a sporting life. Yes. And they Are you do talking a lot of about work um
0: is that the one where they go through each team's Super Bowl year? Yep. And oh, I think it's
5: brilliant. brilliant the way they do it. Yes. Absolutely really brilliant. Now do we have something like that in Australia?
0: Oh, we don't. I, I, I would I, I I had this conversation with someone a little while ago Alf and I and 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 the the name of the show is escaping at the moment. But they get a couple. Of that. So yes. it's always voiced by a, a celebrity actor who who's barracks yes. for that team. And then they get, got, yeah, they get yes. about four of the players or coaches and they tell the story of the whole year. It's brilliant.
5: And they've also got very good music, which gives it that tone and that yep. sort of feeling. But uh, I reckon there are players in Australia who, for example, came from nowhere. We're not talking about the greats. You know. We're talking about players who made it, say, 50 games. 60 games, but they came from nowhere and achieved a lot. Yes. Those sort of players could also be mentioned.
0: Yeah, brilliant. Love it, Alf. Great suggestion. Some of the more obscure players, but just had a great story. Really, really like that. Uh, Nathan's in Greensboro. What do you want to see more of, Nathan?
3: Yeah,
0: hey, how are you, mate? Good, thanks. Um,
3: yeah, I'd like to see um, uh, what the VFL do with the coaches' addresses. They... If it's like a Richmond Hawthorn game, see so quarter time you go see
0: Dimmer, and then three quarter time you hear Sam Mitchell. So I think it'll be quite good. Yeah, I like that. I don't mind that as uh, I don't mind that either. Although, yeah, again, the coaches would have to tick off on that. That's more of a coaches CBA more than a players one to get inside the huddles and the pre. We're all fascinated by the pre-game addresses. I, I still am. There's been some brilliant ones through history, and just to be able to hear them firsthand would be special. I, I reckon one three hundred seven three six seven three six. The dark side and the light on May the 4th. Uh, Mark in Bacchus Marsh, you've got a nomination for a sporting team that was always the, uh, the the evil. Mate, Sammy, the West Indies in the 1980s,
5: they were like the dark side. You could never beat
0: them. Oh, they were scary, weren't they? That, that, that pace bowling attack, uh, were the most fearsome in history, I still reckon. Oh, Ambrose, Marshall. Ian Bishop, yeah, extraordinary. Uh, they were as scary a uh, bowling outfit as I think we've ever seen. Uh, Luke's in Sunbury with a nomination for Dark Side and the Light. Uh, who have you got for me, Luke? Uh, so it has to go uh, Dark Side is New England
2: Patriots head coach. It has to be Darth Vader. And yep. the, uh, the Patriots themselves are definitely the Dark
0: Side. Well, as a Jets fan, I couldn't agree with you more. Could not agree with you more, Luke. <laughs> they... <laughs> They are absolutely the dark side.
4: They have, they own that
2: division. They own the NFL for a long time. But I am a Buccaneers fan, a long-term Buccaneers fan, so I like to think that Tom Brady has definitely redeemed himself since coming across. <laughs>
0: He has. He's he's seen the light. A similar to you know, it is a little bit similar to what at the end Darth Vader. We found out that he had still had good in him, and Tom definitely has good in him. Oh, uh, that's a fantastic nomination, Luke. I really do like that. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Natalie's in Bayswater. Hello, Natalie. Hello. Who's the Dark Side? Dark Side is the Adelaide Crows when they entered the competition and wore their um, kickabout
3: caps.
0: Oh, I and, do remember that, yes. And then they proceeded to yeah. wipe the floor with Hawthorne in their very first ever game. I remember that.
3: I remember that. I remember that. And I also remember being at Moorabbin, um, and they were throwing what looked like to be register rolls in the back of Tony Lockett in his back. But he, he had the last laugh because I think he kicked 12
0: goals. Yeah, great, great nomination. I reckon there's some Port Adelaide fans that would agree with you as well on that one, Natalie. Uh, we're off to a ripping start. Macca's run, uh, earn rewards with every Macca's run. Order via the MyMackers app and start earning today. Turn our attention to Tassie. Jim Wilkinson, the chairman of the Tasmanian Football Board, is going to join me next. Have the Jack Jumpers got Tassie, their AFL team? Uh, you can earn rewards with every Macca's run. The MyMaccas rewards has arrived. Order via the MyMaccas app and start earning today. Just before we get to Jim Wilkinson, Dave from Turridan has been waiting patiently. Dave, hello.
3: G'day, boys. Mate, um, if Lewis Young got done um, or was going to rip up the memberships... Sure. ...because then it's going to be touch footy. He stood his ground, didn't have much intent... And I'm going like, what's going on? If you want to change the rules, yeah, you know, tell
0: us, mate. If you can't tackle, uh, it's yeah, a touch footing. Yeah, Dave. Um, a couple of points that I mean, I'd hate to see you rip up your membership for, for your club because of something that the AFL did. So I wouldn't agree with you on that because it's not the club's fault if the AFL are trying to change a rule. Um, I agree with you that if you are going to try and change a rule, then be upfront and honest about that rather than Trojan horsing it in. I was it's been asked a couple of times today was it a test case or was it an attempt to set a precedent under the radar just to slip one through Trojan horse style like they tried to do with David McKay last year I don't trust that it wasn't but I'm happy to be I'd be happy to be wrong on it so I I absolutely hear you and as for Carlton they argued a really good case Um, and, and as they pointed out that action is not reportable under the current rules. It's not a suspendable or reportable offence. They showed how, how how he slowed down, how he was going. I think it was 20 k's an hour to 5 k's an hour. It was a really well-argued case, and well done uh, to them. Uh, I'll play a little bit of a reaction to that uh, after we've had a chat to our special guest this evening. Before we do that, let's set this up properly. This was Dwayne Russell yesterday.
1: Did the NBL competition owner, Larry Kesselman, just get Tassie an AFL licence? The AFL has no choice now, surely. I mean, Larry Kesselman's done the hard work for them. Proven it can be done. Proven it can work. Maybe this is the moment of realisation the AFL needed to have. That's the bigger fairy tale. Tassie becomes the defining moment in the growth and resurrection of basketball in this country. Did you just get Tassie an AFL licence with your success? (laughs)
2: Uh, I hope so.
5: I hope so. I I think uh, Tasmania deserves an an AFL team. I think it'd be great to have them play in the winter and us in the summer. I jokingly said to someone uh, yesterday, I said, what they should do is they should come to us and have a chat whether they want to call them the Jack Jumpers, and somehow sort of build it as a 12-months-of-the-year proposition. Um, So, yeah, I I think this would show them how much passion there is in the state and how much they love their sport. So uh, I hope they do.
0: So that was Dwayne Russell yesterday, sen.com.au, to hear all of the, the Pipes' views uh, on what the Jack Jumpers have done and what he hopes it does for Tassie's bid to get an AFL team, the 19th. Larry Kesselman, the owner of the NBL, was the next voice you heard. So I thought, well, why don't we see what the vibe is, what the feeling is amongst those who have got their finger on the pulse of this and are very, very close uh, to the footballing community there. And there's not many closer than Jim Wilkinson. He's the chairman of the Tasmanian Football Board. Jim, great to speak to you again, mate. Thank you for joining us. Good evening Sam, good to be on. So, did do you think that the Jack Jumpers through their success may have just been uh, the, the tonic, the 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 tipping point, the the last little piece of the puzzle that the doubters at the AFL if there are needed to see in order to tick this off.
4: Well, it certainly helps the argument because it shows just what a new team, a new team that've got the passion of the state behind them can do and it's really given added life I think uh, to the uh, basketball scene Australia wide and uh, hopefully they'll continue on uh, with their next uh, couple of games and hopefully they've got five games as you know but Mm. hopefully they can win uh, in the next three games uh, just to show exactly what a new team can do to the competition and really uh, if you're down in Tasmania and have been over the uh, past few months and watched the Jack Jumpers, you'll see just how much the community gets behind them and how much support they have from pretty well everybody in Tasmania because they've uh, got the whole of the Tasmanian community together, not just the South, not just the North, not just the northwest West, but the whole of the Tasmanian community, as would a team in the AFL. How did they do it, in your mind, Jim? Well, obviously, uh, and I'm not privy to uh, what they exactly did, but uh, they certainly sold the argument extremely well. Uh, they had an extremely good coach, an extremely good board, or they have, And uh, they've got good players, players that uh, really play with passion, as you've probably seen uh, from those that have watched the uh, games that they've played. So I think it was uh, obviously good planning, obviously a good person uh, who had hold of the the tiller. And uh, a a good front office means a good team. And I think they've got a good front office and that's why they've got a good team and hopefully they're going to take out the championship in a couple of weeks'
0: time. It's fascinating, isn't it, when you talk about the team because there's not a there's not a big name in the whole outfit. I mean, Will Magnay, yes, had gone and played some NBA, but he was out since about round 11, I think, before halfway uh, through the season. The rest of the players are as honest as a day is long. They uh, they are heart and soul. They're, they're put your hard hat on, pick up your pail roll up your sleeves players and it turns how important do you think that was in terms of the identity because you buy into an underdog we know but but did, did the way that the, did they set themselves up with players that the people of Tasmania could identify with and say we feel a bit like that we feel like we're underrated we're undervalued and yet we show up and we show out and we put in
4: Yeah, look, without a doubt, everybody likes uh, a a team that uh, are the battlers, don't they? And they they like to see the battlers succeed. And I know when Tasmania and the uh, the AFL uh, looked at Tasmania for a team back in the early 2000s, a lot of the uh, sponsors that were going to come on board thought that it would be a terrific marketing tool. And that's what it's been for the Jack jumpers the marketing tool of the battler, the small state that's just come onto Mm. the scene and doing well. Uh, means that people are going to start watching it. People are going to get behind it, and even the people that may have other teams uh, that they support uh, as number one team, they're going to take on the Jack Jumpers, and they have taken on the Jack Jumpers as their second best team. It's not just Tasmania, that I think that's uh, saying what a wonderful job they've done. But it's the whole of the basketball fraternity. Oh, absolutely.
0: For, from a footy point of view,
4: and, and I don't. This is not a pessimistic
0: view of it, and it's not an anti-Jack Jumpers line of questioning, but. Is there a fear in footy? Is, is is what is happening with Tasmania, is that a good thing or a bad thing for local and grassroots football and junior football in Tassie?
4: Well, look, um, what normally has been happening, as you know, over the years is uh, Australian rules footy has always had the first pick of your big players and you, it seems your talented players. The majority of talented sports people that can do okay on the uh, footy field normally go to football. What the Jack Jumpers have done, though, they've put in that competition now to say, well, look, if you're a big player, if you're a player that's got plenty of ability uh, uh, and plenty of ball skills, you may choose basketball as opposed to choosing footy, and that's got to be a fear of not only Tasmanian football but Australian football, uh, Australian football all over the uh, country, because uh, basketball is a great game. All sports are good games. Basketball is a great game. It shows what can happen if uh, all the community get behind it. And it's amazing how many people now you see walking down the street bouncing a basketball. A couple of years ago, they'd be bouncing a footy.
0: Jim, I know it's, we don't have crystal balls and it, and it might not be an easy question to answer, but just as an estimate, if the answer was to be no from the AFL and from the clubs, how quickly would basketball be, without a doubt, the number one game on the island?
4: Difficult to say uh, because of the history of uh, Aussie rules, as you know, Sam, but mm. I think what would happen is uh, more people are interested now in uh, uh, in basketball. There's no question about that. Uh, more people over the last few weeks are going to get uh, more interested in it. Uh, you look at your schools, uh, you look at uh, what's happening in town now in uh, Hobart City, they've got a uh, uh, Swishers, which is a big basketball centre, and the people that go through that now are significant. Mm. So uh, it's not going to take much to uh, tip the scales, I don't think. Uh, Aussie rules to me, I love Aussie rules, and that's uh, uh, the number one sport, and I think it should be. But uh, they can't sit back and expect it to happen. You've got to work for it to happen, and I think uh, what's happening is certainly Tasmania's working for it. Previous Premier, Peter Gutland was a uh, terrific fighter for it. Jeremy Rockcliffe's going to be exactly the same. He's got the rest of Tasmania behind him. What we've got to have is the AFL to say, yes, look, you've got a Guernsey. And I think if they did, they'd see the same excitement in the competition that the the jack jumpers have brought to the basketball competition.
0: I get the feeling, Jim, that this might end up... The AFL might get a bit of a rude shock. It's almost like they're dating in the old-fashioned way, yet Tazzy is saying, hey, we're in the Tinder age now. If if you don't want us, I can quickly go on and swipe, and I'll have another. I'll have someone else here very very quick, and I think that's what's happening. That basketball, uh, they're going to swipe right on basketball if the AFL don't uh, show that they're committed uh, to this relationship. Um, interesting thing for me, and I and I, I float this to you because, and it might sound ridiculous, but the the passion in which that the, the island has got behind, even that slogan "Defend the Island," is just brilliant. The the way in which they've embraced it, could you see something potentially... And I can't remember who it was that floated this. I'm stealing this from someone and I forget who it was that, that floated it as an idea. Um, I read it today and I forgot to write down who had floated it. But could you see a joint venture? Whereas it, if you were to get a yes, could, would you, could you see something where the, the, the Tasmanian AFL side might link up and join one entity? With the Jack Jumpers, we've seen Collingwood, you know, have a netball team uh, as well as their their football teams. They've got uh, a wheelchair team as well. Could you see the Giants do it in the netball and the footy as well? Could you see something like that happening?
4: Well, look, you'd say everything's on the everything's on on the cards. Fam, I think. And uh, it was Larry Kesselman, I think, that mentioned it uh, the fact that he wouldn't yes. in mind to chat with the uh, team, uh, the, the, the AFL Taddy team, uh, to see whether they wanted to uh, call yeah. themselves the Jack Jumpers. I play over winter, the Jack Jumpers play over uh, the basketball team, play over summer. Uh, yeah, you couldn't say yes, but it's certainly something that you could look at because any marketing tool that's going to be a good one uh, has got to be uh, given, I think, uh, the utmost of attention.
0: When you, I'm sure it's, it, it's something that you, you spend a lot of time thinking about during the day and there's big decisions to be made on and then the vote will come at the end of the year. How confident are you? Well, actually, I'll rephrase that. Are you more confident now because of what you've seen with the jack jumpers? Are you more confident that at that vote with the clubs that you are going to get the yes that Tasmania so very much deserves?
4: Well, look, I think everybody realises that uh, Taddy should be part of the national comp. It was the second mm. uh, state to play AFL footy, as we all know. We know the history behind yeah. it. We know now that for years they've been pushing for a team. There's never been, I don't think, a closer time when Tasmania's just about to uh, be seen, be told that they should be in the competition. I just hate to see everybody... Uh, it'd be like uh, pricking a huge, uh, a huge balloon uh, if uh, the, uh, the AFL said, no, look, you're not going to be there. It really important. Yeah. So uh, I, my, my thoughts are that number one we should be in. Number two, I think we can show, and the Jack Jumpers have shown what a new team does to a competition. A team that uh, has support. There was some concern that uh, look, would they have the following if you had an AFL team down here? The Jack Jumpers uh, have shown that the following is going to be there, and they're going to be there in spades. Anybody. That goes to the games can see the passion that all the supporters have and how much behind the jack jumpers they are. And that's exactly what would happen with uh, Tassie if they got a, a team in the AFL.
0: And Jim, just the last question. What myths do you Because th- I know that Colin Carter's report did a lot to dispel some of the long held myths, but there's still people sure. who text them through to this, to, to this station and say, no, it won't work because of X, Y, Z. What myths do you think that the jack jumpers have dispelled for good and put to bed for good?
4: Well, there was concern about support. I think they've put that to bed for good. Uh, There was concern about uh, uh, would they be competitive. I think uh, if we had a team, we'd certainly be competitive. I think that should be put to bed. Uh, A concern about whether it could be afforded. uh, Certainly, I think that can be put to bed as well as a result of the uh, numerous uh, uh, people that have looked in to see whether Tasmania can support a team and sustain a team. So I think the Jack Jumpers have shown, in a smaller to a smaller degree, that that can be done. I say that because it doesn't cost as much to run a, yeah. uh, a basketball team as it does an AFL team. But I think when you look at it, and you look at it in the uh, context of all the other basketball teams, it shows that it can be done, and it mm. can be done if the whole of the state is behind it. And there's not many teams around the uh, uh, around Australia. That would have over 500,000 people, 540 odd thousand people supporting, throw so an AFL team into the mix. That's what it happened. That's what it happened, Absolutely. without a doubt. I couldn't agree. I just hope we get the right decision.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Jim. And and you throw in the 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 antiquated notion what they've knocked on the head that North and South can't get along and get behind the same team. That there's no corporate dollars there. Uh, Throw those in too. That myths they've debunked, and it doesn't really leave the naysayers anywhere to go. So, hey, Jim, it's really it's exciting times for sport in Tassie. We're rapt to see what the Jack Jumpers have done. Hopefully, that translates into more investment in sport into Tasmania and first and foremost with an AFL team. Always great to chat to you. Thanks so much for your time.
4: Terrific. Thanks for your help too, Sam.
0: no, it's, it, my pleasure. Uh, anytime we can, uh, Jim Wilkinson, who is the chairman of the Tasmanian Football Board, great to get his perspective on what uh, on what the Jack Jumpers have achieved and and what that might mean for an AFL side. And as Dwayne says, maybe Larry Kesselman might have just guaranteed that Tassie get their wish. Hey, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. On the other side of the break, to have your say on that or any other uh, news of the day that you wanted to have a yarn about and a bit of the reaction to the Lewis Young tribunal decision last night David Richmond stay right there you'll be first up on the other side of this and there's some great nominations coming through for what you'd like to see more of from the players if they're to get more in the next CBA and who is the dark side and who is the light in sport this is the Macca's Run, earn rewards with every Macca's Run
1: The Macca's run with Sam Hargraves. The Macca's juicy Angus beef and the lot. Dine in and try the Aussie Angus at Macca's today. I mean, when players do the wrong thing, yeah, you, you want them to get suspended because that's how you want the game to be clean. You're, I've got boys growing up, you want them to be safe when they play, but it's the tiki with ones where you sit back and go, was he trying to hurt him? Um, and ticking the barrier of... If, the rule is if you elect a bump and you get him in the head, you're in trouble. Um... The only part is, if you don't get him in the head, it's, it is still a part of our game. Uh, and, and I'm I'm glad at the result. Um, the the fact that there was no serious head insh- uh, injury, didn't get him in the head. Yes, he's next time I reckon the coach is going to be saying, next time you elect a bump, make sure it's it's more from the side. But all the parts that bring our game into, uh, uh, the part that I really enjoy is, you've got a split-second decision. And next time you might mm. take a few slower steps to tackle, um but to the letter of the law, there's been so many players in the past that have bumped, got him in the head and deserved a suspension. So I sit back and go, I'm comfortable the fact that he got let off, the fact that it was a split second, didn't get him in the head and there was no major injuries out of that contact.
0: Luke Hodge, speaking to Jerry Whateley earlier today, happy with the decision of the Tribunal last night to throw out the forceful front-on contact charge that got Lewis Young from Carlton a week. Carlton successfully arguing that uh, under the current law that was not a reportable or suspendable offence amongst some other very well uh, put forward arguments. Uh, Dave's in Richmond wants to speak a bit about Tassie Sport. G'day Dave.
5: Hi there. I actually grew up in Tassie doing my schooling down there, not from there. Mm. Um, And I I moved to Melbourne when I was out and did my university here and I've been here ever since. There's a big drain of Young people leaving the state. There's a lot of social problems in the state. I don't know if you know much about what's happening down there. Incomes are lower. Uh, the Jack Jumpers, yes, they've been a um, a wonderful story. Um, I was there when the Tassie Devils became went into administration and thrown out of the competition back in 1996. My personal belief is, and that's the same as the independent member down there, Andrew Wilkie, is that the AFL idea, although it's wonderful and everyone feels as though they deserve a team simply because they're part of the country, the economic side of it does not stack up. And despite what some people are saying, oh, it's there, it requires an extensive amount of uh, funding on a year-by-year basis, not for facilities as such, but just to pay the salary cap and all the administration and stuff that comes into running a club. That state doesn't have that sort of money just floating around. And this crazy idea of a, a three-quarters of a billion-dollar stadium is just pipe dream stuff. They've already got a stadium in Blundstone Arena, which needs a minor modification, along with my state bank arena, which is selling out. And people down there already follow a team. Like, I follow Richmond. My mum follows Richmond. My mates follow Hawthorne or Collingwood or whatever. They, they're not going to switch teams. It's been ingrained, ingrained in them since they were a child. They're never going to drop that Victorian-based following because they can come and watch it here, fly over and fly back, If even if they had a team down there. I flew down to watch Richmond twice. I wouldn't fly down to see a Tasmania team. and I don't think many people would do the opposite, coming to fly over here. The money simply isn't there. And as you know, things are tough at the moment. And I'm not trying to sound negative, but it just doesn't seem to stack up. And I really hope do you hope that you're wrong though Dave because there's a
0: lot of people you say that you agree with Andrew Wilkie and I I appreciate you ringing up the voice your thoughts and you've lived there and you've experienced it do they not do you not hope that it can because there's a lot of people that believe it can people in very high up positions smart people you've got uh, the last three premiers all believing that this could work and that it should work do you hope that it can
5: I would like to think that it could work, but when you look when I look so at it... So why don't it, we give it, it a go, though, Dave? Why don't we give I, it a
0: go? Why don't we just give it a crack?
5: Because there are a far lot more pressing issues okay. in the state of Tasmania than a football team. Can well. footy help? Amazing can state. footy help
0: with any of those things?
5: I don't... I think once those other problems that are resolved, maybe, and if you can get younger people moving back to the state and population growth yep. occurring, it's an older population down there, a lot of retirees... And I remember those days when the Tassie Devils were getting hammered week after week, crowds were dropping off, we were Mm. getting flogged, and it was just, it was humiliating. And you can see when teams are successful, it's not going to be easy to get together a 45 group of successful players gelling and doing well against some of these massive clubs like your Richmond's or Collingwood's or West Coast when they finally get better again or Port Adelaide. They're going to get absolutely hammered. You're going to see what happened to West Coast week after week.
1: I still
0: don't reckon that's a a maybe. And I'd much prefer to go with the maybe, Dave, that might see it be a massive success, which uh, there's been a lot of work and a lot of investigation into figuring out whether it can. And the popular belief by the people that have done that work is that it can work and it will work if it's done... All in, not a bit each way, not a bit here and a bit there, but it is all in. I think people will adopt, as you're right, there is the element of well, people have already got a team. I know people that have lived in similar situations that were living away, whether it be in the Gold Coast. They had a team, but they adopted the Gold Coast because that was a team that was there and they went to the footy every week. So they kept actually kept both of their teams. And I think you'll see a lot of that happen as well. People, parochialism will kick in and people will want to get on board uh, with that. Hey, I wish we could speak more, but the clock is ticking up and the Talking City boys are ready to rumble. Martin Ingle, Dave, let's speak again another day. Um, You've got a first-hand experience and I don't want to dismiss it. I'm just out of time, my friend. Martin, uh, sorry we couldn't get to you either. The boys from Talking City are up next. Uh, I'll be back with you next week. Until then, thanks so much for your calls. Thanks for the text. They were brilliant. We'll speak to you soon. Stay safe.